Welcome back to Pop Break TV's Goodbye to All That. I'm your host, Michael Ford, and I am joined. Uh, well, I, before I announce who's joining me, I'd also be remiss if I didn't talk about what we were going to discuss this month, and that will be Yellow Jackets, the Showtime original series that is taking the world somewhat by storm. Uh, but I am joined today by Megan LaBruna uh, of both Pop Break TV and her own podcast, uh, Screen Mavericks. Uh, Megan, how's it going? Hey, it's good. I'm excited to be here. I am super excited to talk about Yellow Jackets today. Awesome. Awesome. And, um, you know, just tell the uh, listeners a little bit of, a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, for sure. So I have a podcast. It's called Screen Mavericks Podcast, as Michael mentioned. And uh, basically, we just do deep dives into themes across movies new and old. Okay. Um, and I have been writing for Pop Break since 2014 on and off. So I love, you know, just theorizing and deep diving on all the things that have been coming out old and new. Yeah. And, you know, we are going to deep dive as much as we can in, in, a, in a short amount of time. But um, yeah, we're, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, deep diving about the show and you know, doing a little bit of theorizing a little later on. Um, as, as always, uh, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know, but if you're a new listener, you know, we go full spoilers. So, you know, we're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, pause it if you haven't seen every episode. And, uh, you know, come circle back and listen to our conversation because we'd love to have you. Um, but on that note, I'd like to, you know, sort of start you off with maybe a little bit of a softball. Um, you know, as as a man, I don't have a lot of experience with being a uh, teenage girl in high school. Uh, <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> right. So um, from that, you know, from that perspective, um, did you find the high school element of the show um, true to, I mean, obviously, well, yeah. before we get to, before we get to the, uh, the crash, did you find <laughs> Yeah, prior to all the craziness, um, I, I think it's a pretty accurate representation of, you know, young women in high school coming into their own, like, losing some relationships with friends that they've been friends with forever, getting other relationships, you know, the, the drama that comes along with boys and, you know, uh, just maturity and all the hormones that are racing through everybody. I, I think that was pretty accurately represented and I was not on a soccer team, but I was on a field hockey team. Okay. We so oh, quite... I didn't even know that <laughs> yeah. part. Okay. We were not quite as competitive as these girls, but I totally get kind of the hierarchy of the team and you have your person who pumps everybody up. You have mm -hmm. kind of the people everybody looks to. So when the coach sat um, our, our teen Jackie down, right. And, and kind of went to her and said like, you're the go-to person. This is, you know, the team needs to turn to you. I was like, yeah, that's the, absolutely something that was like on our team. I think a lot of high school teams had, and just, you know, these girls went to high school a, a little bit less than a decade than I did. So like some of their, you know, what they were wearing and the music that they listened to wasn't necessarily my experience, but I, I think as far as relationships and just the way that they portrayed it, they were pretty spot on. Okay. You see, I'm right in the age cohort. I mean, I'm slightly older than the characters on the show. Mm -hmm. I was class yeah. of 94 and they're, I think, class of 96. Is nice. that um, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're their class of 96. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, I mean, we're, we would have been in high school around the same time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, obviously some of these, the women who played the older versions of these characters would have been some of my crushes in the same, <laughs> in the same time frame. 
So Love of course, that. you know, so of course there's that element for me. Yeah. Um, but um, in terms of the young, you know, we'll start with the sort of younger versions. Um, did you, were there any characters before we see what happens to them um, in the island that you, I, I, I'm going to call it the island, even though it's the Canadian wilderness because of the, <laughs> the lost parallels. Um, yeah. I think it took me like three episodes before I realized they were not on an island. <laughs> but but yeah. um, um, were there any characters that you kind of immediately related to? I think, mm, I mean, not anybody none of them are exactly kind of how I was, but like Shauna is probably the closest to what I would, she's like, at least on the outside, just like your average teen, right? She's just got her friend, she's doing her thing, whatever. And like, there's not, we don't get too much of her story right up front. Um, and so on the surface, she just seems like you're regular, just she does sports, she has friends, she goes to school, she's looking forward to going to college. Um, I think I related the most with Shauna at that point. Um, okay. But I do love that, like, right off the bat, we already see, like, Thaisa's drive, right, that she's mm -hmm. kind of, she's got a drive yeah. to her, right, and and Jackie's kind of the assumed leader, um, and neither one of them were really me in high school, so I didn't really click with them, but I totally get where they were going with the characters of them, and then Natalie, of course, you know, the burnout, the, like, angsty one. Yeah. I mean, I would then, say that at the, you know, from, not to cut you off, I apologize. Nope, you're good. <laughs> um, um, I would say that Natalie was my favorite because she seemed like the one that I would be most likely to like kind of crush on. Um, yeah. Whereas, um, you know, especially when I was in high school. Um, yeah. Whereas um, Thaisa was definitely the one that I sort of honed in on as, as most like the people that I went to high school with. I also, I mean, I, I went, I didn't go to a school in New Jersey, but I, mm -hmm. I went, I went to a school with a lot of high achievers and I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of that in Taisa, you know, yeah. someone who was super driven, someone who wanted mm -hmm. to be really good at everything. And, you know, in that sense, I totally bought the through line from young Taisa to older Taisa. Oh, um, absolutely. So, so that, that, that's what made her sort of relatable to me. Um, you know, given there were so many people that I knew in my, you know, in my real life that reminded me of Thaisa. So I was all, I was kind of team Thaisa, like right off the bat, even though, I mean, she did break that girl's leg. Um, I, she, you know. she did. She came out swinging and I was like, oh no, as soon as I saw the dive, I was like, oh, it's going to be a broken leg and it's going to be gory. <laughs> oh yeah. That was probably one of my like genuine, like turn away moments, uh, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. At the early going, I was like, yeah. cause I, I just don't, I've seen it in real life. I've seen someone's bone uh, and I'm just mm -hmm. like, oh no, no, not now. They you set know? the precedence for like the gore level of what to expect. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I guess we'll start there. Let's let you know. Let's let's start with you know our. I would say obviously we have our four main leads, mm -hmm. but I would say that our two main viewpoint characters before the third kind of kicks up gear would be uh, Taisa and and Shauna. You know? I agree. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting to see you know the way that they bond both, um, you know, we see the way that they bond as teens first, but then it was kind of cool to see that they still had something of a bond, even, you know, into adulthood. Um, like, you know, so what, what were your thoughts about the way that uh, Shauna's life kind of evolved um, over those 25 years? I am surprised that she is still with her husband. Um, I forget his name. Jeff. In the, Jeff thank you. Jeff, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so before we, you know, see them in the crash, we see that Shauna is sleeping with her best friend's boyfriend, Jeff. Right. And they fast and, forward and, 25 and, years. And just to be clear, 
I did not realize that right at the outset that there was a same Oh, you guy. did? <laughs> like, it, again, it probably took me a couple episodes before I was like, wait a second, is that the, the, the guy? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon and then as I was doing that? the math. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing the math. I was like, wait a second, it's 25 years. That can't be the same. The child. Yeah. The child. So yep. now we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about that later. But I think um, everybody was doing that math. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, no, I, it's funny because like, I am lucky enough that I don't have friends that did that to me and I did not do that to friends, but I absolutely know people who like, that's just teenage culture. That's what happens, you know, young love. And, um, you know, the fact that Jackie seems like the dominant one. And then you here we have Shauna being the rebellious one that you'd never guess. And then seeing that kind of continue once they crash and like that bond and how that affects their bond, because ultimately by the end, these girls are no longer friends. And I know that's skipping yeah. ahead a bit, but like they had such a close bond and you think like, yeah. oh my God, these are friends till the end. And then they're, they're kind of not. Well, so what's weird is that from my perspective, when I first saw that, I actually thought to myself, oh, they're not really friends. You know, mm-hmm. like I, the way I read it, maybe as a guy was more like, oh, she must resent Jackie. You know, like she's mm-hmm. doing that, like, because on some level she just hates her, you know, and, yeah. and that sucks. But then, you know, to see the way things take shape on the, you know, in the wilderness out, you know, in the crash site, I start to realize that it's a m- lot more complicated than that. You know, that it's yeah. not just that she's trying to like get back at her perfect friend, you know, it's that it, it's really it's something that had been seeded for years that, you know, you don't even like this guy, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't really want to be with him. And so yep. I'm not really hurting you. I mean, I am in the sense of the hierarchy, of what you're not supposed to do as a good friend, mm-hmm. but and then, you know, when you add in the element of, you know, Jackie was trying to hook her up with Randy, who like, when you cut to adult Randy, like, nah, nobody should be hooking them up with, <laughs> no. hooking your friend up with Randy. That's just not good friend behavior. That's just bad wing manning. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you start to see that like, well, yeah, I mean, maybe Shauna was tired of being treated like a sidekick. You know, maybe she was mm-hmm. tired of being not viewed as an equal. And, yeah. you know, it, 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 to me, whereas when I first started, I was not on Shauna's side. I was just kind of like, I mean, you just don't do that to your best friend. You just don't do that. You know, I was over time. I was kind of like, well, I mean, they're all, they are teenagers. And what else are they going to do? They can't have the kinds of conversations that we can have as adults where they air out their, mm-hmm. <laughs> air out their feelings. And then, it, then I really started to feel for her because she got pregnant, you know, moving mm-hmm. ahead, you know, you know, she got pregnant and now she can't tell her best friend that she still right. considers her best friend right. what happened this big, massive change. And I think that's a bit of a testament to the writers, right? Because like you have this thing that didn't need to be complex. Shauna, Shauna cheated, you know, and like they could have just left it as Shauna's a villain and Jackie is like the little princess and everybody's going to support her and, and love her. But they really showed the complexity in these characters and like humanized them. Like we're not all perfect. We make mm-hmm. mistakes. We do things that hurt the ones we love. And either you work through it, right? Like sometimes these relationships, you move past it and you're still best of friends or close. And then other people, you let the relationships fall away. And um, so I, I love that they were able to portray that in 10 episodes on screen. Right. And speaking of complicated relationships, I mean, this is probably the best time to talk about Jeff uh, in relationship to Shauna, because 
you know, we are we are led down a red herring road um, where we're met. We're thinking like, oh, stereotypical cheating spouse. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> like things have gotten a little dry in their marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe uh, Shauna's not putting on her sexy clothes and her sexy face all the time. So he's looking for something extra, you know, and. I mean, obviously we're gonna talk in more depth, but when he, like my, one of my favorite moments of the entire season is when Jeff says, there's no book club. Yeah. <laughs> there are little moments throughout this show, right? Where it's just like, they take the tension and they cut it with like such a great joke. And that was definitely one of them. <laughs> because I was like, I was so ready to kick Jeff to the curb. I was yep. so ready to be like, screw that guy, you know, yep. hook up with the hot uh, artist dude, even though he's definitely creepy and, and suspect. Like, <laughs> you know, do what you gotta do because your husband is treating you, you know, he's, he's taking you for granted. But then he has all the, he, here and there, he kept having those moments where it was like, he, you could tell he, he still, that there was something still there. And it was, yeah. and then eventually I started to realize, oh, okay, he's probably not cheating on her. We're probably going to find out that, that like, whatever he was doing was like innocent. Now we, I ended up being wrong about that because what he was doing was really bad too. <laughs> um, Just another form of bad. <laughs> right. But, you know, but when we get to the end and, you know, it's, it's Shauna and Jeff on the same side, in a way, it kind of proves that young Shauna was right in a way that, you know, that he was better for her. Mm-hmm. And I think Jeff says something about it, but that, that's at the time when we think that he's still kind of cheating on her. So we mm-hmm. dismiss it. But, yeah. you know, you know, there's no way, I think, that Jeff and Jackie would have stayed together. No, and he realizes that too. He He's like, I would have been her high school boyfriend and that's all I would have been. And so there is that additional spark there between Shauna and Jeff that I love that we get to see kind of reignite towards the mm-hmm. end. Again, it's that coming together and you choose to work through it or mm-hmm. you dismiss it and they choose to work through it by the end. Yeah, although they're bonding over several felonies. Right, including- a lot. <laughs> really, really means a, another meaning to until death do you part, right? Yeah, it's like I, I blackmailed your friends, and you, we'll say, we'll say light manslaughter. We'll say, yeah, we'll say voluntary man. manslaughter of uh, of the man that. And I, but I love the fact that he was like, I'm going to say that I murdered the man that you were sleeping with, mm-hmm. and take the fall. Yeah. Um, for and I was I was like, holy shit, Jeff, like like such a, a 180 turnaround mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, hating it, not hating, but, you know, not really caring about a character to being like on his team when he said that he would, you know, take the fall and say that he, you know, murdered, murdered his wife's lover, like moments after finding out that his wife right? had a lover. <laughs> Yeah, that's the guy you want on your side. He's going to bat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, you know, um, I don't think I was ever team Jackie 100%, but, you know, I was, I was, I'm rooting for these, these, uh, these, these crazy kids to, 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 uh, to work it out. I'm rooting for everybody except for Misty. From the beginning, Misty just angered me. She pissed me off and she just, she's meant to, right? Like that's how it's meant to be played. And she, both actresses do a phenomenal job of doing it. Cause it's like, they have little moments where you're like, okay, maybe I get it. And then they just do things. And it's like, no, 
you're you're the worst. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, let's talk about it. Let's deep dive on Misty. So obviously, Christina Ricci is going to win an Emmy for this because oh, she phenomenal. is on eleven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, she is everything. She crackles every moment that she's on the screen. She's got there's just some there's just some um, element, this trickster element to her where you you don't know what she could do at a given moment. She's a true wild card and yeah. you know and the actress who i don't i don't think i've ever seen uh samantha uh in anything else but what yeah. a find um because you know she embodies that but also the the weird vulnerability um right where you're like no what, why are you doing this no no right and it stems from that whole like teenage thing of you don't feel pretty or you like people don't like you in that isolation the isolated feeling and like that's the whole thing is you know in that I think it's the second episode or third where she finds the call beacon like they could be rescued and then she hears the girls walk past and they're like thank god for Misty and it's like Misty finally has friends she doesn't want to be taken away from that so she ruins and destroys the call beacon so like this people need her and it's it's like a weird it's like a weird thing it's a weird thing because first of all we know that Misty's probably the smartest person there yeah Oh yeah. You know, Hands so down. we can't, we can't say that she's doing something dumb um, because she's not. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is that she knows right. what she's yeah. doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. Right. Yeah. She knows That's exactly true. what she's doing, but she can't help herself because it's the only time that she's ever had that kind of validation. It's the yeah. only time, like she would rather be, you know, essential Misty in a survival, you know, very low probability survival situation than be rescued and then go mm-hmm. back to her life of being you know taken at the at least you know at worst case scenario taken for granted but you know sorry best case scenario taken for granted but worst case scenario back to being made fun of yeah that is true um and then of course you have the the old the, the old creepy uh crush on the, the, the <laughs> crush, oh, I, I feel the so bad for him because he's like toeing that line of like I think she's crazy enough to kill me but also she's a minor like you know and right. trying to like not necessarily toy with her emotions but like stay alive right yeah. and um I love the fact that like he ends up bonding with Natalie because I think they're both like hurting right like he mm-hmm. is missing his boyfriend and also not being out and you know right. having everybody know and now, did you pick up on the fact that he was gay no I, I mean I don't I wasn't anticipating it and I there was nothing mm-hmm. that I was like oh well maybe he's gay like no <laughs> when they yeah, said I it, just I was thought like, it was oh, okay. like he was creeped out by a young girl making moves on Ex- yeah you know? I 100% <laughs> thought that that's what what it was and I was really hoping because you know sometimes you get worried that they are gonna like turn it so that the teacher does do something naughty with the student I was like please don't go that route and I'm so no. glad they did not go that route yeah I was I was on um I was I wasn't on that level of assault watch I was on mm-hmm. like uh, she drugs him and does something to him. Yeah, that too. Watch, you know, um, <laughs> totally fair. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because she does drug him. Like, right, again, exactly. Misty is so brilliant, but so just messed up. Like, she needs girl needs therapy. They all need therapy after this crash. But like, oh, of course, especially but, Misty. But, but we. But the weirdest part is that, in a weird way, Misty is the most well adjusted in in her twenty five year fast forward than everyone else. Yes, she found her calling, but also she chains up a reporter in her basement. So, uh, yes, points were made, <laughs> but she seemed so 
comfortable in that zone. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she she did find like yeah. what she's really good at. <laughs> right, that's that's the thing about Misty. Um, Whether or not that's she, legal or not. <laughs> no, it, oh, it's totally not legal. I mean, she she was it was she knew how to dispose of bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, she knew how to steal everything that she needed from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and how to have like, an alibi. Right. That's what I'm saying. Misty is kind of who you want on your team. Like if you're making a draft, you know, a draft of, of people that fantasy murder league, you want Misty on the team. You probably want uh, Thaisa on the team as well. You want Shauna. She's good with a knife. (laughs) You just don't want Thaisa to fall asleep is what we're learning. Yeah. Um, that was weird. I wasn't expecting that. When the little boy was saying there's like a a woman in the tree. Yeah. The bad woman. I, I never saw it coming. No. Um, and that's also a testament to the performance of uh, Tony Cypress, who mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been vaguely familiar with her because I've seen her in, you know, some smaller roles over the years. But yeah. this is the, definitely the meatiest role that I've seen her in. And I think that she does so much with this kind of high achiever character. Oh, with, absolutely. But still with that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it never like that first moment that you realize that she's able, that she that, that she's having the flashbacks and she's eating the dirt and mm-hmm. she goes goes feral. You're like, oh no. Yeah. She's traumatizing her son. Yeah. Like, and whether or not she realizes it, like, I don't know if she does until we hit that last episode and that final moment with that smirk. It's like, did she know all along that so she's kind of slipped back into this? I'm... I mean, and I know that there's stuff out there from the showrunners that I'm choosing to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if we're dealing with a sort of um, disassociative personality thing. Could um, be. It, it, like more than just a sleepwalking thing, but an actual blackout secondary person personality taking hold. Yeah. Um, because of, the, you know, she did not think she was going to win that, that election. No. Although I felt like the plot was moving towards her running the election somehow. Um, but there's, an, there's a world in which, especially if there's a supernatural element to, to, to the show, which a lot of people are on two different camps about that, where her other personality, the, 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 the bad woman, mm-hmm. is basically doing uh, rituals on her behalf. So you wonder if that was just kind of a glimmer of the other personality coming out. Um, right just in a moment like look what I did I, I also it, like with that though sorry not to cut you off there no, but no, no. just is- with with everything that they've set up I like that they've kind of made the duality of you can explain it away like it is all mm-hmm. logical with trauma but also you can choose to see it as like um, there's some kind of supernatural thing going on here so I like that they've set it up in a way where you kind of get to determine how you're going to look at it until season two Right. Which, I mean, this is probably as natural a transition as we're going to get uh, into the discussion of Lottie, um, who, Lottie. <laughs> who we don't have an adult Lottie um, yet. I say yet because maybe Lottie's still alive. Um, are you in the Lottie still alive camp? I think Lottie's still alive because at the end you have, um, I don't remember her name, but the woman that... Right. Uh, that- the uh, Natalie, um, thank you, older Natalie. Yep, right. blackmailed because they were in rehab together, or whatever. And she mentioned right. Lottie's name, right? 
see, I didn't see what, what threw me off is I didn't know if it was actually Lottie or someone using Lottie's name because That's I fair. 100% believe that that cult is Lottie's cult. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So given that there's a, that cult that's out there, like Lottie could still be on the island for, I mean, not the island, but you know what I mean? I'm just going to call it the island for, for the benefits yeah. of like, it's, 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 it's more, it's more lost. Um, like well, she- and Lottie could have died. Right. And we see at the end that um, we have Misty and we have Van as her like disciples at the very right. end. So exactly. even if Lottie isn't there, there's people there to carry on that cult. Right. And, you know, I mean, if, I have to I have to drop this wordplay. I love wordplay. Um, so by the end, we see Lottie's ascension as the antler queen. You know, mm-hmm. while at the same time we see Jackie literally become the ice queen. Um, yeah. Because so I mean I know that both of us we we watched the whole series over a shorter amount of time, but looking back through the theories and the and the posts and stuff, people were speculating on what. Jackie's fate was going to be and Mm -hmm. um most people expected Jackie to die I don't think that they expected Jackie to die the way she died I I feel the same exact way I thought I was the whole time I figured she would die in episode 10 so I was on edge the entire episode of like Mm -hmm. what's gonna happen when's she gonna die and I feel like I was almost a little bit underwhelmed in how she died because she died from like being stubborn and staying outside because Mm -hmm. her and Shauna were fighting which plays into beautifully like a teenage girl that is absolutely something I probably would have I would have gone to my grave dying on my hill right like Oh, did you, right. So did you not fall for the dream sequence? Because I totally fell for the dream sequence. Um, with Shauna, what do you mean? when when Shauna goes out there, brings her back into the, brings her back oh, into the cabin. Yeah, and- no. At first, I like thought about it maybe, but as soon as she said hot chocolate, I was like, no, this isn't real. She's dead. Mm. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I no, thought I we was- were seeing her dying, though. I didn't realize it was Shauna's dream. I thought we were seeing um, Jackie's uh, dream. Jackie's, yeah. Oh, okay. no, I was like are there still lingering effects from these mushrooms? Are they like <laughs> freaking out again? Like, oh, because well, she never thinking, had the mushrooms. Right. No, but I was thinking yeah. from, from all the girls, mm, I was thinking gotcha. that somehow they had some kind of like relapse right. where, you know, this is when they eat Jackie. You know, I was still thinking yeah. that they're going to eat Jackie. <laughs> and, you know, I was glad they didn't eat Jackie. Um, yeah. But I was, I, 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 I was heart wrenched uh, with Shauna discovering Jackie out there. Because, you know, whatever kind of blow up they had, and and we got to talk about that fight. Like, have you ever had a fight with your friend that brutal? I have never been to the point where we've had, I've said anything that like destroyed a friendship. And I feel like they were at that level. They were saying things that like destroyed their friendship. Um, So I'm very grateful I've never reached that point, but I've definitely, you know, gotten tips with my friends and like not talked to them for a while, Um, but never that, that finality of like no I'm sleeping outside and get get the heck out of the cabin and all this stuff um and I feel so bad for Shauna like that performance by mm-hmm. young Shauna who um Sophie I think is the actress's name yes phenomenal like mm-hmm. it was just gut-wrenching you could feel her pain of like why did I let her stay out here why didn't right. I stop her like this is how we left it those are the final things I said to her Right, exactly. And, you know, I mean, again, going back into the, like, the teenage angst of it all, like, mm-hmm. to have the last thing that happened is you had a big fight, a big blowout with your best friend, and yeah. then your best friend dies. 
Yeah. Like, because you literally froze her out. You, yep. you know, you kicked her literally. out. Yeah, exactly. You literally froze her out. And now you have to live with that guilt. You already slept with her boyfriend, right? You were mm-hmm. already going to feel some kind of way about that guilt. That guilt. And, but mm-hmm. you, you could probably have gotten over that. But then she mm-hmm. dies because, you know. You, because of a fight. Because of a fight. Like, the fact that she, you know, had, had to carry that weight for that many years, you know, again, like you said, it's, 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 it's accomplished by the performance by, you know, Sophie Melise, but it's still carried forward by, you know, uh, Melanie Lindsley um, in this, in, in the, um, Linsky, sorry, in the present. Um, and, and that's the thing we have to talk about how well these young actors' performances carry forward into the elder actors' performance. I hope they spent time with one another, bonding, so that they can figure out each other's mannerisms. Like Natalie, grown grown Natalie and young Natalie, like I see it. I see it so much, not necessarily in the way they look, but the way they talk, Mm -hmm. the tone of their voice, how they move. So spot on. Shauna, great as well. I mean, I love Melanie Linsky, so I'm Mm -hmm. a little biased here, but like amazing. And then Thaisa just again we see that you know drive but also the you feel for them and like mm-hmm. it just it carried through so well on so many of these and then missy of course christina ricci yeah, amazing on, <laughs> but i think i think for me the natalie's spiral which we haven't really seen at all yet is mm-hmm. was the most tragic yeah um, especially when you talk about you know kind of where we leave her where you know she's on the verge of uh, killing herself, yeah. And and I was I was trying to think of all the prayers that I could tell, you know, <laughs> you know, because Juliette Lewis's performance. I mean, again, big '90s crush Juliette Lewis, but <laughs> um, but you know she's so off the rails and so unhinged and so you know ready to melt down at any point that it, it would have been totally in keeping with her character to like lose her last bit of purpose and decide that she's going to kill herself. But, but mm-hmm. in, in teen Natalie, I guess I didn't, you know, I guess I was still hopeful. You know, there's a lot more hope to teen Natalie that's, that's not there for adult Natalie. Yeah, there is. And I mean, you can see that she's scarred from her past, right? And when they do the whole hunting thing, Mm -hmm. but then she, you know, they doubt her. So then she like raises that gun. She's like, no, I can do just as good as you can. So there is that like hope of like, I have a purpose. I can do well. I can help the people around me. I can face my fears and, you know, my past traumas. And then I think it just gets to a point maybe in adulthood where it just, it's too much compounded trauma. Right. It's right. too much. And then with the death of um, Travis, I, Travis, thank Travis. You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's the death, other thing. I think she just can't handle it. Like, it's just what do I have to live for? But that's the whole weird other thing. Right. So like, you know, in like we, we'll talk about it a little later. But like, you know, you, you you have this this romance, I guess we'll call it between, you know, Natalie and Travis that, you know, you know, it goes through the classic. Uh, rom-com tropes right where it's like boy meets girl you know boy does boy can't stand girl they fight they bicker a little bit and they get together then they have a stupid fight then you know he 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 does something but he comes back to her and he's like I loved you all along like you get the kind of like you know weird happy ending you know of like and then you know that Travis makes it off the island well you know we'll we'll keep saying yeah (laughs) so it's like oh I mean you know they 
these those two kids they, they they did it you know they made it they made it but it's like oh well that's normally when the story ends right so we don't have to see the sad future <laughs> right but but it's like we're living in the sad future where yeah. you know where you know i think it was taisa who said that they were really bad for each other um mm. and i guess they they're gonna go through some shit um over the next number of seasons to let cool. you know why why they're and not I mean, good for each other just getting back into like trying to assimilate back into culture right once they've been lost in the woods for a year and a half like that is some kind of trauma and we already know that natalie has kind of a penchant for drug abuse and things Mm -hmm. like that so it's like add that on top of everything else and i'm sure maybe travis ends up getting into some kind of drug abuse or something like that where they're they're not addressing their feelings they're instead Mm -hmm. treating it self-medicating whatever they're doing right and so thais is probably alluding to like they were not helpful they were they spiraled each other yeah and you know we'll get we'll get further into it with the theories when we get to the theory section but like um poor javi um I don't, I'm so sad he's missing at the end. He wasn't that big of a character, right? But like, you always were like, oh, where's Javi? You're like, what's Javi doing? Mm-hmm. He seems he just had like a pure heart, mm-hmm. you know? Now, now I, I feel like there was, I think there was like a very brief moment where I thought that like Javi and Misty might have something, um, but you know, Javi disappeared before all yeah. of that. Um, but I mean, I guess so. So I guess we've gone through most of the, the main cast and, you know, a little bit of Jeff. Um, do you want to go? Do, do, are there any other? Oh, you know, we should talk a little bit about Van. Um, because Van, Van's an interesting place. She's she's actually paid quite the price. You know, she was she was in the crash where mm-hmm. she almost burned to death. We almost lost her then. Yeah, um, yeah. She got mauled by wolves not a great yeah. not a great life um which, had a rough go yeah i mean i gotta say her original set of injuries looked a lot more horrific from the wolf mm-hmm. attack mm-hmm. um to where like when they showed her later and she had the scars i was yeah. kind of like oh I mean, wow they successfully recovered a lot more of her face than mm-hmm. i remember <laughs> you know mm-hmm. even I, being I was, there <laughs> yeah exactly um but then yeah she kind of falls into the, you know, the antler cult. And I don't, I I see how they, they got us there. Right. Because like Lottie goes up to her before they go to leave and she's like, take this bone. I think it'll protect you. And then everything comes true that Lottie says. And I think that just solidifies Van's belief in Lottie's abilities. And so Mm -hmm. of course a near death experience kind of makes her rethink everything. And she's like, I trust in Lottie. Right. Like that's yeah. And, you know, actually, that reminds me, because even Lottie, I felt like Lottie leveled up a couple, um, you know, tiers in, you know, because of one of my, one of the sort of underrated characters, which would be Laura Lee. Laura Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people made fun of her. Definitely, you know, in general, the, the I don't know what your relationship to religion is, um, you know, but often. The, the sort of deeply religious character um, in life as well as in fiction, you know, is, is kind of, you know, made fun of. I mean, they definitely had that moment where, where she was like, it's my fault that we crashed because I said a bad word. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> well, especially at that age, right, where it's it's not as common for 
people to be so outwardly like, I believe in my faith. I have trust in my faith. This is who I am. And I'm not going to cater to what other kids are going to say about me. Like there's Mm -hmm. very minimal teenagers out there. I feel like that have that level of confidence to like believe in what they believe in and speak as, as outward, outwardly as Laura Lee does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that moment, that moment where she, where she blows up, Mm. It was like, it was one of the first moments where I was like, is there something supernatural happening? Um, I was so sad. Like I, Laura Lee, you know, she's a minor character, but just that moment, it's like, you feel the hope in everybody. I'm so proud oh. of Laura Lee for like, you know, taking off in that plane and being brave and taking her little teddy bear with her. And then oh. it just blows up. And I was like, what? no, like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because. The thing is, I knew for a fact she wasn't going to make it. I had it. I mean, of course I knew. I think everybody knew in the back of their mind, like, she's not going to make it. This Something's going to happen. But it was like, you still had that minor hope, right? I did not expect the plane to blow up. I was just kind of like, oh, you know, the engine's going to fail. She's going to crash. You know, it's going to suck, but it's going to be like, but, but when the plane blows up in front of everyone, like, you know, it gave me like Challenger flashbacks from when I was like 10 years old. You know, I was... You know, and and everyone, and it's like you could see the collective like hopes dash. Right, um, and at that point, they needed a win, right? And they had a minor win, and then they lost. And I think that's kind of what took the t- took their mentality and just destroyed it. Once they got, you know, the shrooms and the soup and everything, it was downhill <laughs> from there. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but yeah, from but you know, but before she left, you know, she baptizes Lottie. She does, and. So, so here, so confession time. I totally missed until I started um, listening to recaps and reading recaps that Lottie was on medication. Oh, um, I saw that in the first episode. And I saw as soon as she um, like had, when they crashed and she only had a few pills, I was like, I don't know what this pill is for, but it's important and something's going to come of it. And then when she started seeing all the visions, I was like, I wonder if that's tied to her medication. Um, and we don't get a clear picture of like what it all is until we have that flashback, which I love right. that they included of Lottie's childhood, where mm-hmm. she saves her family from a deadly crash because she, from our vantage point, we assume she had a vision, which right. she saw them dying, screamed, stopped her dad from driving and they lived. And her dad's like, no, she's crazy. And her mom's like, she sees visions. And it's like, we don't know which way it is, but we know she's right. not on her meds. <laughs> exactly. So, so I'm, so I was in the, in the realm of like, well, Lottie's touched. She's got some kind of uh, gift. I don't know if it's, you know, 100% accurate, um, but I know that she does have these visions that seem to be coming true. So I was, I was very much kind of on team Lottie um, before I knew that she was going to end up as a crazy cult leader. I <laughs> wanted Lottie. I wanted such good things for Lottie. And then as soon as they had the doomsday uh, thing, they, and she put the antler crown on, I was like, oh no, she's the antler queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, 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 it, and again, I think that when you add the visions with the religion, Mm-hmm. we can definitely see how it's going to turn into a cult. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. if she starts to see things that she can, well, again, we saw it in the finale, right? You know, a bear is, is attacking them and she rescues them from the bear and kills the bear. And then of course, you know, later does a ritual with the bear heart, but whatever, like, with the, <laughs> like, like you understand at that point, you know, you've already lost Jackie. There's a leadership void. Mm-hmm. you can see how she would fill it because yeah. 
you know, she's, she's got a, she's got a second sight. Um, she's, she's weirdly enough. Like I didn't, I, 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 I sort of picked up on the fact that she was taller than everyone for the most part. Yeah. She's you know, pretty tall. you know, so, and she, remember she was the one with the money that you know, her mm-hmm. family bought the plane, uh, you know, or chartered the, the, the jet or whatever. So, you know, she's already kind of oriented towards a position where people would look to her, but you know, she was, she was kind of playing a secondary role because Jackie and, you know, Thaisa generally are like alpha type personalities, mm-hmm. but with one off the board, this is probably, you know, time for her ascension, time for her to really kind of move into the center of the frame. And I think that's going to bode well for season two, if she is alive, um, you know, I, I already know that there've been all these people who are trying to cast, like dream cast, uh, adult, <laughs> an adult, adult body. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we won't have to do that here, but you know, if you have anybody in mind, feel free to, feel free to throw oh, it out. Man, <laughs> I'd have to think about that. I ha- I don't have anybody yeah. off the bat. Yeah, I, d- I definitely don't. I mean, the, I, yeah, I don't have anyone. I mean, I, like what, what immediately popped into my head and I don't even know what she's doing right now is Shannon Doherty, but like, you know. Oh, see, I see more of like a Jordana Brewster, but Lottie's like a little bit more, I don't know. Jordana Brewster, I feel like it was a little more harsh. Like Lottie's a little softer, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but over so. the, but the years might have, the years might have hard. That's true. That's fair. I mean, she's leading, she leading a death, <laughs> she is leading a death cult right now. That's true. I mean, you know, so like, um, but, but again, there, the, the, the castings are out there. So listeners mm-hmm. feel free to both uh, read them and, you know, respond to us on social media with your, with your dream castings for adult Lottie. Um, do you have any other sort of standout minor characters that we're, we haven't given a lot of uh, time to? No, I think that's, that's covered pretty much everybody. I, uh, I'm excited to get into theories, honestly. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get into theories, this is what we call the tease listeners. Um, before we get into <laughs> theories, let, let's talk about some like broader themes again. Yes. Um, you know, there's, there's obviously the, the, um, teenage girl aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for me, I'm a big Lost fan. I don't know what your relationship is to the show Lost. Um, this is your I opportunity to be team. Oh, good. I, I love am, Lost. <laughs> yes, Lost is. Uh, it's very sad the way that it was up here, and then by the end. Because I feel like they realized in season three that everybody realized, spoiler alert, that everybody is dead. And so they just scrambled <laughs> to like, be like, how can we throw them off the scent? And then it just spiraled <laughs> because it, they started out with such a good premise. Right. And it's just like, you could have taken it so far and you just kind of didn't. So, but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> well, to e- even though, even though I understand that all the valid criticisms about the lost finale, that. I, it still won't stop me from doing at some point a, a full Lost rewatch. And the, the, the shows are so good. The characters are so good. And I, and I can they see are. the DNA of Lost uh, in this show. Also, what I didn't yeah. know until today is that this show was prompted by a discussion that I guess was on Twitter. I remember when this discussion happened a while back that they were thinking about doing a remake of Lord of the Flies with a fem- with an all female cast, and then there was a debate on Twitter about whether an all, all girl, uh, whether girls would actually go Lord of the Flies, and and that inspired 
the the uh, creators and showrunners to create the show to basically indicate of, of course girls yeah. can <laughs> I think any I think that's human nature right like when you are in desperate times desperate measures it doesn't matter if you're a guy girl whatever you are um he they she way but like it doesn't matter our human nature is to survive right and anybody who's been in that condition is going to find a way to survive and they're yeah. going to resort to to rough things and I felt like this was a combination of um that movie alive right with mm-hmm. uh the the football team or the i, I don't remember i think they were a soccer team. team i think they soccer were a, a south american soccer team yeah and they were mm-hmm. stranded in the andes but it's also a mix of that and like lord of the flies and the wilds if you've watched the wilds this was very like they're different premises but also very similar okay um I, i've not seen the wild so i'm you know for me for me the reference point is alive which is a movie that i've seen most of but I don't actually remember finishing um <laughs> but Fair. but I got as far as like the cannibalism I, I remember that mm-hmm. um and and lost um so so for me I was not rooting for the cannibalism but I just I kept my my mind open to when that would happen now what I think is an mm-hmm. interesting twist is that anytime someone man- mentions the cannibalism like nobody actually acknowledges that that they took part in it I Again, I think that's like a self-preservation kind of thing. Like you did what you needed to do. However, I'm I'm wondering if like these girls have divulged into they didn't need to resort to cannibalism, but they right. chose to. <laughs> and that's oh, why okay. I could absolutely see them like not wanting to comment on it. Cause once you get back into reality, right? And mm-hmm. and back into what society typically does, you realize like, oh wow, we were really messed up. Right. Well, I was thinking of about the possibility that they split off into different groups and one of them was the cannibalism group and one of them was not the cannibalism group i've heard theories of that yeah but but because they they still have the kinship like they they theoretically did something much worse um in their minds so they're content to let people believe they're cannibals rather than disclose what they actually did i mean what could be worse than that though I don't know. I mean, that's what the, that's up for the writers to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but thematically, like I think that I think that because so because they're because they let people think that they're cannibals. Mm-hmm. They you know, do. They you they know, think they do because it's like the people can accept that. Like the the one reporter woman says, right. like people will understand. They'll yes. they'll you know they'll take pity on you because they know the situation you were in. Right, and the fact that they're like that they never take the bait when people are saying that they would understand if they if they were cannibals means that they in their minds what they did was even worse than cannibalism mm-hmm. you yeah. know um and yeah you know we should probably talk about the well the fixer um yeah that's true she bit. wasn't a real reporter <laughs> <laughs> um i need to find that actress actress's name um i thought she did an amazing job uh yeah. reka sharma I think she was on Battlestar Galactica. I want to say that she was in one of the later seasons of Battlestar Galactica, actually playing a reporter. Um, oh, look at that. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. She like, did a phenomenal job. Yeah, and it was that, like, you could see how she was playing Misty, right? Like she she's a fixer. So she knows, she mm-hmm. knows how to read people. She knows how to play the game. But then Misty played her right back. So do you think that she was playing Misty? 
Oh, just to oh, get released? I absolutely, yeah. She was playing Misty to get released. I think by the end, she might've been willing to do the book because it's going to make her money and she can leave her job as a fixer potentially. So I don't think she was necessarily toying with Misty in that aspect, but mm-hmm. I think she was like befriending her and totally telling like Misty wanted friends and Misty wants to be acknowledged and all this sure. stuff. Um, but then it, that was so genius with Misty, like just dousing her cigarettes with whatever she put in them to kill her like oh yeah yeah look i i knew for a fact that there was no way misty was just gonna let her let her go without i knew i was waiting for the car to blow up i thought misty because you know how misty pulled the thing out of um natalie's car i thought she like toyed with her car somehow no you see i i i was was sure once (laughs) once i realized that she begged her for the cigarettes I was like, oh no, she poisoned the cigarettes mm. because like blowing up the cars would have happened like right on her doorstep, you know, yeah. but the cigarettes would have taken a moment to, you know, and, and she already yeah. seeded that element when she was talking about the, um, the fentanyl and mm-hmm. people thinking it was, would, would have been an overdose. So when she, when, you know, she, she could have, she could have left and not taken the cigarettes, but when, you know, when she, when they went, had that back and forth, about her saying mm-hmm. like you know i'm just gonna get more cigarettes and then she fishes it out of the garbage i'm like oh no she just played her that's just that yeah and again I, that's where we go misty's not dumb no she... exactly but, I, <laughs> but I, I actually thought that she realized like we realized how fascinating of a person misty is mm-hmm. that i think she was perfectly willing to like not go to the authorities <laughs> and write this book and you know make yeah. a ton of money with misty yeah. you know as the centerpiece well we already know she's she has no problem with like not making the the right choices the society right choices. Exactly. she's a fixer right like she does dark things <laughs> exactly um okay so she was a like a communication like personal aid slash communications person so not a reporter i just had to look uh-uh. up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes uh uh, recommendation for Battlestar Galactica. I know that's an old show, but go ahead and watch it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, I mean, are there any other themes? Oh, sorry. I I don't have. I wish I did, and I and I should probably pull up the the playlist because you know, again, certain songs I know like intimately from mm-hmm. that time frame, but other songs I kind of like you know vaguely. Uh, vaguely recalled because I wasn't into like all of the 90s music yeah. um, obviously Kiss by a Rose if you were around in nine if you were around in 95 or 96 like yeah. that song was everywhere <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's so fitting that you know you have the two moments um, you know you have them in a more innocent moment of them singing it together everybody knows the words and yeah, as, as teens and then you have of course the the reunion where it takes on such much more darker implications when shauna and jeff are dancing to it they're dancing to it and and jeff has no idea that that it's probably one of the more triggering songs (laughs) that shauna for shauna Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah i i love the way that they utilized music in this like i loved the the ones that I recognized I was like heck yeah I love this jam you know (laughs) (laughs) and I think it felt in 
perfectly because you get in the headspace of like your teenage years and that is your most nostalgic years they say the mm-hmm. music that you grow up with in those years like right. really speak to you and like are set to such like um memories that you have like mm-hmm. fundamental memories that you have of growing up right so I thought that that was really cool that they use some of these popular songs to kind of throw back to when they're having good times or to make a statement of what's going on um but also just like the background music of the like chanting and the more like um I don't know the woodsy music that they use I thought that that was really good placement too where you have like the heavy breathing and the like um I I don't know what the songs were but they were just so well placed because I would notice it here and there and I was like wow this really makes me feel more on edge (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I agree um and you know I mean I wish I could probably I should have done a little bit more research into the songs and you know uh, as far as like what they were probably evocative of scene mm. by scene but you know that's probably for it's probably a podcast out there for someone that's a <laughs> listener that wants to do the the, the music the, scene, the music yeah. theme uh, <laughs> podcast but I I you know I felt like it was worth mentioning um, mm. um what are what are some other themes that I suppose were I mean friendship right is obviously a huge theme Mm -hmm. we kind of touched on it in the beginning and just I again I just love the complexities that they gave these girls because cinema primarily Mm -hmm. is kind of a trope like we said there's like that romantic story in this awful tragedy and it's just like they still manage to like take these recognizable tropes and then just make these characters so dynamic and follow them through to adulthood, right? And we see how that trauma affects their friendships, affects their relationships with their families. Like we see uh, grown up uh, Shauna, yeah, grown up Shauna mm-hmm. hates her child, has a yes. really bad relationship with her child, right? And then grown up Thaisa is having trouble with her son too. And it's like, I wonder if that's tied to just the trauma that they experienced as yeah. literal. Ch- I mean, they were literal children. They were right. 16. Well, that reminds, old, so. right, that reminds me of the, you know, the sort of, um, I guess we'll call it a speech that Natalie gives to them where he, where she talks about how they're just as fucked up as she is, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, they're, they're, they're looking down on her as, as a train wreck, but mm-hmm. like, you know, barely one level beneath the surface, they're, they're right. They're, they're train wrecks. Yep. And we know that as, as viewers, you know, mm-hmm. we know just how close they are to falling completely apart. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that Natalie had that insight, um, you know, even in her train wreckiness. <laughs> well, and I love that she owns it, right? Like she's an adult yeah. and she's like, I'm a hot mess and I know it. You all look like you have your ish together, but like you don't, you're all just as messed up as me. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yeah, one one well, thing. We, yeah, yeah, one thing we have to mention, which you know, uh, one of my other favorite moments of the of the entire season, is when, is when uh, Misty runs into the hotel room and does the coke. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that was probably Misty at her most likable. That was probably <laughs> when I wanted to like high five Misty. She ran in and yeah. did the coke for Natalie to save her from yeah. from relapsing yeah. um now she immediately you know ruined it by like you know talking trash but but I but it, but in the moment it, it mm-hmm. felt it felt selfless it felt uh you know good it felt like a what something that a friend you know not 
not what you want your friend to do, but kind of what you hope your what friend they need to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's so funny because she gets to that because she's been spying on her. Exactly. Through, you know, and it's just like, Misty, you take one step forward and two <laughs> steps back. <laughs> exactly. But that was such an awesome scene. You know, she's like, I've never even taken it cocaine before. <laughs> like, I hope it's cocaine. <laughs> Yeah, I also really love the scene uh, with Juliette Lewis when later on when she's on the phone with um, Travis's like bank or something and she's trying to get information and we oh, see her just break down. Meltdown, we see yeah. Her, yeah. And then she finds the extra Coke on the floor. Right. And we right. just, it's just, you see heartbreaking. That. Mm-hmm. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I said earlier that Misty's, Misty's Emmy, but you know, Juliette Lewis is right there. Um, mm-hmm. And we saw Christina Ricci's, I said it was Christina Ricci's Emmy, Juliette Lewis, if they could somehow like both win the Emmy, that would, that would be a win for me. Yeah. Um, Phenomenal. Yeah. Great, great acting from, again, 90s icons, you know, and, and, I, and I have to mention this and I, I know that like a lot of people feel weird about this stuff, but like there aren't often as many sort of complicated roles for women you know, multi-layered and deep roles for women. And, you know, it's one of the things that drove, that, that sort of, you know, attracted me to the show, that mm-hmm. especially women of that age, women in their 40s. Absolutely. Um, I love that they made these women complicated and messy and not perfect and like not likable sometimes and messed up. And like, they're just written so dynamically that we don't typically see, like you said, we don't see women at this age making such a splash in in TV shows and movies and to have us talking here about it today, you know? (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, I mean, this is one of the things, this is one of the things that makes me root for the show and hope Mm -hmm. that, you know, I I heard that the showrunners have a five-year arc and, you know, I want to see- yeah, I want to see the five years because they get it, you know, they, mm-hmm. they can, like, it's so well written, it's so well acted, and, you know, the, the, the casting is impeccable, I, the material is just resonates for me, even, again, no experience with being a teenage girl, but I was, was, was in on these characters and in on their drama, like I was right there with them, um, and, you know, and it- you don't, you don't see it every day. Well, and it touches on this theme and I love it. It's from Reshma Saljani and I touch on it. I have a secondary podcast called My Ovaries Made Me Do It, where we talk about, you know, women's issues and things like that. And it really touches on this idea from Reshma where she says women are taught to be, um, she wants women to be taught to be brave, not perfect, because from childhood, women are taught to be perfect, that you can't do something unless you do it perfectly. And we see that obviously shouting from the rooftops with Thaisa, how she has to be the best at everything. And if she's not the best, she doesn't think she should even do it. She, you know, Mm -hmm. and I love that this show makes these women be raw and make mistakes and not be perfect, but they are being brave and they are fighting for their lives. And I love that this is, you know, that you said they have a five-year arc on this. Like, I'd love to see what they do with it. Yeah. And that actually reminds me of that scene where Shauna and Thaisa are bonding in her bed or mm-hmm. I guess in her like do, uh, daughter's, daughter's bed, bed yeah <laughs> you know and and she's like you know uh, Shauna's comparing the life that she thought that she'd have and then Thaisa talks about the life that she thought she'd have and Shauna looks at her and says but that's that's what she did yeah <laughs> you know and and Thaisa's was, like yeah. but I I thought it wouldn't be more matter more mm-hmm you know, yeah. it's like two sides of the coin where right. one person like, you know, didn't get everything that she had hoped 
and she has regrets. And then the other person got everything that she hoped. And she and has also regrets. has regrets. Yep. And, it's and like it's, that the grass is not always greener, right? And we compare yeah. ourselves and everybody's struggling with their own stuff. And, you know, we're also acknowledged that, you know, probably, but for the trauma, you know, their lives would be in totally different places. And emotionally, they'd be in totally different places. But, you know, it's, it's still that, it, it's still a thing that resonates, I think, you know, universally that, you know, a lot of us do look back at our teen years and ask ourselves, like, how do we, um, how does that through line really work out from like the person that we wanted to be when we were high school seniors to the person that we are today? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think probably the, the, you know, thematically, I think we've, we've covered, covered all the bases and now we get to the fun part. Now we get to the theories. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you start off with you, with your, your, your most fun theory. So my most fun, and I, it very much could be just an inconsistency, but I am the type of person who I love to pause when they have things written down. And so when Shauna was in Jackie's room, her childhood room, looking at her diary, I paused that and I looked at every movie she wrote down (laughs) and I was like, oh my God, yes. Like love all these movies. But I noticed on one page, she had written down, bring it on and bring it on was from when I was like in middle school, high school. I was like, there's no way or from when I was in high yeah bring it on came out in 2000 and these girls were supposed to have been in a crash in 1996 so I'm wondering if it wasn't a mistake if Jackie made it back for a little bit like if she survived well well, I think they were supposed to be on the island for about 19 months Um, they they were but if that movie came out in 2000 and it's in her diary it means she made it back so I'm wondering if we mm -hmm. see her at like hypothermia but she's not actually dead like, I wonder if they were oh, that was, in the wait, cabin that was in and Jackie's, in Jackie's diary. Yeah. Oh, so I'm oh. wondering if by some magic of, <laughs> right. <laughs> if she made it back. I mean, she's clearly, I think dead now because her parents are mourning her, but I wonder if she made it back from the wilderness or the Island. <laughs> wow. That, that, that is, that is mind blowing right there. Yeah. Um, I, so my big theory that I'll, I'll, lay out right now is I don't think I think some people were assuming that Shauna's child died um at some point um I know there are a lot of people speculating that they ate the child and they could they could have eaten the child 100% they could eat the child but I think it's more likely that Lottie took that baby and raised that baby in the cult and I think oh. that that child who is now would now be about 24 years old is a devoted cult member Interesting. I thought for a little bit that Adam might have been Javi <laughs> and he like changed his <laughs> well, name and everything. Here's the thing. That's that's a big theory that's out there. Is it? Yeah. Um, oh. um, I also think that Javi was was put into the cult. Yes, I, I, I do think that. Uh, I also think that um, Adam, who we haven't talked a lot about, I think that Adam was probably a cult member. Adam's definitely got something going on, right? Like there's yeah. going to be more of his story coming out. I think in season two, even though he's dead, something's going to come out. Yeah. But the fact that they, I, the fact that the, that the daughter was like, we can't find any information about him online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of a sudden your antenna go up and you're like, oh, yeah, someone well, is, if you're is an scraping, artist. Yeah. yeah. Someone is scraping the internet and making it hard for, for him to be tracked. Mm-hmm. So given that he's already dead, it's probably, like he's not, he's definitely not Shauna's child, right? Let's take that off the board. It's not Game of Thrones. Um, oh God, oh God. <laughs> um, 
the Javi thing is a is a possibility. Um, but he doesn't. Well, you know, I mean, I'll look at the. Well, actor. the reason I think it could be Javi is because remember he asked Shauna for the knife and he whittles her a bear, and that's like artistic, so, right? That is and artistic. Then, yeah. So. Yeah, and it did involve a knife, so it's. And he and Shauna little... have some nice like bonding moments where she's like writing his journal and she's like, "It helps me. You may want to try it." So. Yeah, it's out there. I mean, that's like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a theory, and like you know, I mean, Adam could have changed his name. Hmm. Um. And he still could have been placed there by the cult. Like it, it could actually combine. It could yeah, actually all combine. The, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> he could have been raised by, like, you know, uh, turned by the cult mm-hmm. and then sent by the cult to uh, to infiltrate. I mean, it's I, I, I don't personally, uh, I'm not personally an adherent to the theory, but I'm not going <laughs> to poo-poo the theory. That's fair. Um, but so that's that's a good one. I, what are we, what are we thinking about I mean, I think we talked about it a little bit. What are we thinking about Thaisa? Are we thinking that she was in the cult or are we thinking that she was? um... I think part of her is in the cult because her and Van had such close ties there. I think they're bonded. And I think if Van is still alive, I did read somewhere that somebody thought that Van might've been the one to sneak into her basement um, Mm. that her wife finds and sacrifice the dog so that she would win the election. And I I think that maybe some side of Taisa is still in touch with Van and maybe she doesn't even know it. Like if it's true, you know, DID, I don't know how that works, you know, scientifically, Mm -hmm. but it seems like she could have a relationship and not even realize that she does. Yeah, um, I'm 50-50 on Van being alive. Um, on one hand, I mean, it has been 25 years. Like, that's a long time to, like, hold, like, carry a torch for your, your high, you know, your high school, your high school romance. Like, um, and, and I think it would be more impactful for Thaisa if she lost Van somewhere along the way. Mm, but I think that too. she could still be, like you said, as an acolyte of the, of the cult she could she could be running the cult in you know in lottie's name mm-hmm. now here's the thing uh again as, as fans of lost you know you had the oceanic six who got off the island and and they lied and said that that nobody else survived like what if they actually left people there no no knowingly left people there Oh, that's good. Because, and and this goes along with the theory that some people are talking about, right? Of like the girls separate into two tribes essentially. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, yeah, maybe one group of girls makes it off the island or the wilderness <laughs> and, uh, and the other group stays. And that's that. I mean, do you have no idea? They said that they use body doubles um, in the beginning when we see the girls covered in um, the deer skins and everything. So we don't truly know who, which cast members those are meant to be. We can mm-hmm. make our best guesses, but you're totally right. They could have left some people there because there's still a lot of girls that aren't accounted for that are just like background characters that we have. Yeah, very, apparently very there were 19 survivors. Yeah, so, and I don't remember seeing 19 survivors. When yeah, I could probably them. name like, nine yeah you know so they're they're so so between like maybe three or four red shirts and then some people that could like emerge um Mm -hmm. another another common theory or not i wasn't common theory but another theory if we're sticking in a lost vein is like are there more people out there that they could encounter possibly i mean those cult symbols were out there so it's possible right somebody is out there right the cult symbols preceded their their arrival 
So, so maybe there's the, maybe the cult already exists and Lottie, you know, gets brought into, into that cult. Um, and maybe they're the ones who took Hobby. Well, and I, <laughs> I don't want to spoil the wilds for you, but that's a little similar. Like there's some similarities there. Okay. Um, if there's some planning on the back end that was involved with like getting people to a certain location so that they mm-hmm. can join a cult essentially. Like there yeah. are some themes there. Um, so that would be a really interesting take on it. Um, I don't, there's just so many ways they could take this. I am concerned. I will say I am very concerned for the future of that baby though. I don't think it's going to end well. I don't know that that baby is going to make it to adulthood. I don't know. Well, again, like I said, I'm, I'm really going to stick with that. That baby was raised in the cult. Um, and that baby's still alive and it's going to blow Shauna's mind because she thinks the baby's dead. Ooh, I do like that. Well, and even the writers have said that they have 10 different ideas. They haven't even decided yet which way they're going with it. Mm-hmm. So. Our, now Shauna's, not Shauna, sorry, Thaisa's son. Um, is he just traumatized with seeing what he's seen or does he have some sort of uh, gift? I think he's, I think the poor kid's just traumatized. Okay. <laughs> I really do. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I gotta admit, like, I don't like him. Like, it's it's weird. Like, I, you know, I mean, he's a little kid. He's, you know, normally you root for the kids. You just, you know, you don't want bad things to happen to them. Yeah. But just something about his performance <laughs> that just makes him, like, a little bit, like, petulant, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, he's just, just mean, he seems. Like, he just seems, like... They show him initially very angry. Like, that's how we seem. We don't see him at the onset of just like a little kid who's like happy and fun. Like he, we see that he's already troubled, that he has some issues going on, but we don't know the background of like his mom is, you know, sneaking out right. and terrorizing him. Once <laughs> yeah. we see that, it like makes more sense. But I totally agree with that whole, like, you don't like him at the onset necessarily. But I feel like it's interesting too, because her wife, I believe her name is Simone. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you look at IMDb, because I always do this, mm-hmm. if you scroll through, she's also listed as teen Simone. So like, oh, w- did she go to high school with them? Did we see? I oh, was she was she on the plane? <laughs> like, I don't think she was on the plane, but like, did she go to high school with them? Maybe. Yeah, I it, I had no, I never considered that that she was someone that they went to school with. Yes. Yeah. Um. Now I now I give me a second. I need to scroll. Um, <laughs> So we don't have a last name for Simone. Um, yeah, I just assumed that she was someone who, who she met along the way, you know, when she got back. I thought so too. And then I saw that teen Simone and I was like, hold up. When did this occur? <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to, I mean, listeners, if you have more insight, let us know in that, in that respect, because yeah, I mean, I know that again, there's that other black uh, girl who was a JV um, who I just, I really don't think she's going to make it. Um, oh, Akila, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think Akila's going to make it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, she ended up being the replacement for the girl who broke her leg, whose name I can't remember. Um, was it Allie? Is that the one who was throwing there? But I thought Allie was a freshman, or the girl who broke her leg was a freshman, but Allie was also on the team because she was at the... Um, when they had the reunion, she was the one mm-hmm. throwing it and she was on the team. She's like, I didn't go because I was injured, but I, I don't think she's the girl who broke her leg, I guess, because that. No, so I freshman. think that that's, so I think that's a plot hole. 
um, or not a plot okay. hole, but like something uh, that hasn't been explained yet. Something hasn't been explained because I so okay. I think that the law because remember we saw her in the first episode as well. You know, mm. she mentions that she was supposed to be on the flight and she didn't make it. And yeah. like, so I think what they're what they're trying to accomplish as in my head canon is mm. that she's definitely a freshman, but she works for the school. So oh, so that's why she's throwing the reunion. That's why she's throwing the reunion. So okay. she's not in the class of 96, but because she didn't experience the yellow jackets thing, she's just trying to kind of glom on to yeah. their experience and make it like, you know, like we vicariously, yeah. Like, exactly. Like it's like mm-hmm. we did this, like they're they're part of, you know, and again, because she has the association with the school, that's why she can go to the class of 96 reunion, but she's not actually class of 96. Yeah. Also, I thought it was a little weird that adult Allie had like a very strong Long Island accent. And I was like, that, <laughs> as a girl who grew up in New Jersey, a Jersey girl at heart, we don't talk like that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking that, that myself because I was like, I mean, obviously I'm from New York. So yeah. I picked up, it seemed much more like a Long Island accent. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's a little weird. That, and if you know, she had it, she would have had it as a kid and she did it. So I'm just oh, like, I think that's no. just an inconsistency. I don't think that's a, uh, you know. No, yeah, for sure. That was that was a choice by <laughs> yeah. the actress who played. Yeah. Is it Allie? Is that her name? I'm um, pretty sure her name's Allie. Maybe it's Abby. It starts with an A and it's short. Allie. No, it is Allie, Allie, yeah. It is Allie, yeah, for sure. But yeah, um, I, for, like, I, but I, weirdly enough, like, I, I was struck by her performance, Adult Allie. Um, I, I think that she did a good job in making me not like her. Yeah. Uh, she did an excellent job of making me not like her. Um, <laughs> which, which is weird because goal. like, like child Allie, I didn't have any problems with her, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but adult Allie, I was like, Oh, child Allie was very likable. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I felt really bad for her when she, when she broke her leg. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's okay to not be good at soccer. Like, it's, you know, maybe it jaded her, <laughs> destroyed her future. No, but I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's a massive FOMO, right? It's yeah. ma- like the biggest thing to ever happen in your school and to your, like in your community, like, and you missed out on it because you broke you your know, leg. You broke your leg. I can I imagine like, mm. why, like, there's a part of you that, that's, that feels thankful, but yeah. then there's another part of you that feels like i nothing I do in life will ever matter as much as the fact that these people came back from this probably that's national, really good probably point. national news story. Yeah, that's a really good point because I think that's all in us, right? Is like, everybody's going to thank their lucky stars they weren't on there, but also what would have happened if you were, you know? So. Exactly. Um, and I had a thought about that. Sorry, I lost my train of thought a little bit. Oh, good. Um, oh, Yes. I gotta find that gif of the four of them um, walking in that reunion. It was so badass. It was so <laughs> fucking badass. Um, especially because, like, at first, you know, you just, just get the three, and then mm-hmm. you realize that, like, Misty made that deal with Natalie that she can be yeah. part of the walk, you yep. know, like the Mean Girls walk, yeah, which is probably Misty's hap- the happiest moment of Misty's life. Oh <laughs> yeah. Me. That is peak, like Misty, just feeling on top of everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to Misty. I mean, you're a psycho, but but you you make the show go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she definitely carries it along. I 
hater and that's how I know it's a good performance because I loathe Misty she angers me mm. so much because she is such a good catalyst she is the driving yeah. force right of a lot of things and so she does it well I just hate it <laughs> so so here's a big here's a question this isn't theory as much as you know a do you think they will find out that Misty sabotaged the black box and second secondary question if yes when do you think they will find out? I think absolutely they will if they haven't already. Like they already cut her out of a lot of things. And I mm -hmm. feel like if I were, if I had survived that, even as annoying as Misty is, she would still have that tie with them. I think they already know that she sabotaged the box and they are pissed at her. And that's why they don't include her these past 25 years. But when they got these cards and they're trying to figure stuff out, they all know Missy, as we have established, is smart, you know, mm -hmm. and and. Oh, yeah, so for sure. I think that the adults know for a fact. Yeah. But I was yeah. more thinking about the kids. Oh, the, the kids. kids. Oh, I think they're going to find out while they're still in the wilderness. I think they are because I think, I think they're going to find out when they're in the cult. I think that that's what's going to get Misty kicked out the cult. Ooh. Okay. I think I think that like even though they will, however many people you know get fully immersed in the cult, I think mm -hmm. that Misty will somehow let slip that that she's way back when you know because again nineteen months right so I think I think that like in month like seventeen or eighteen you know she'll let it slip she'll let it slip that she like you know sabotaged them and and and, and none of that would have happened had she not sabotaged them and i think I that will that. be the thing that leads to people being like yeah we don't we don't uh fuck with misty at all <laughs> yeah well and right like i think that's a really good point because she where was i going with that i think i lost my train of thought <laughs> I had a good point there, but yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Um, yeah. Well, uh, well, well, I mean, hopefully you find your train of thought while I'm talking. Hopefully. I, <laughs> so, so I, I, I think that there, there are going to be two factions. Um, there's going yeah. to be um, Lottie's, you know, Lottie's cult faction, and then the people who were either were in Lottie's cult that left, or mm -hmm. the people who were never part of Lottie's cult. I remember and, what I was going to say. Oh, good, good, good. Misty loves taking like. Uh, accountability for things. We see that all the time. She loves taking the credit for stuff. So I think she's going to get to a point where like people are happy in the cult, mm -hmm. right? They're so happy. And she's going to be like, well, it's because of me. Yes. And, yeah, exactly. That's the, that's almost, almost exactly how I see it playing out. Yeah. And then every, and then like the record skip, the record stops like, wait a second. Yeah. And they're going to be like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then it's not cool anymore. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and, and I think that's, going to position her as because you know the broader question is like we see that young misty is is hooked in with the cult you know like mm -hmm. we see that she's that you know and the way that her personality is oriented like why wouldn't she be part of a cult well yeah. it's because they kicked her out yeah you know so i see that being the thing that gets her kicked out of the cult and mm -hmm. you know there's already so many reasons not to trust her um if you're not in the cult so I could see Misty being the, the person that's, you know, the woman without a country, you yep. know, that she doesn't have any clicks and she sort yep. of ends where she began. Yep. Back um, to square one. Back to the outcast. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely. Um, but 
Doesn't mean that we're not going to get uh, five good seasons out of Misty, <laughs> five good seasons out of Christina Ricci, because I am right. I'm plugged in for this roller coaster ride. Yes. Um, so good. Uh, any other theories for the, the, the season to come? No, I think we covered all the ones that I have. I really, really am hoping and holding out that Jackie, we haven't seen the last of her because Ooh. as much as like it makes sense for her to, to have passed on in this first season, even if they bring her back, you know, supernaturally or something, I'm just hoping we see more of Jackie. Oh yeah, I'll have that last question then. Um, and, you know, we'll see if we can bring it home, like in all, like tie in all the themes of this question. <laughs> um, the the showrunners and writers have said that they've been written right been writing the show so far that there is both a supernatural explanation for everything and a non supernatural explanation for everything, um, and I'm sure that as they go forward they'll have to choose one lane or right. another. If you had to choose, would you rather a non supernatural or a supernatural version of the show? That's really tough. Um, I think because of, of how it came about, how you explained that they had the argument of would girls act this way if it were mm -hmm. Lord of the Flies featuring girls, I almost want it to not be supernatural. I want it to truly be like, this is what would happen. Okay. I, I go back and forth. I think that the lost fan in me wants there to be just like a little sprinkling of supernatural supernatural you yeah know? like not not so much that overwhelms everything mm. but but just enough to where you know we can dig a little deeper because you know there's there, a, a few more rules can be broken yeah um, you know in terms of contacting characters that have that have been lost and have passed on you know you get you get, you get to bring back like you said the ghost of jackie um, mm -hmm. You know, you can maybe commune with the French guy that yep. uh, that was that was down there. You know, uh, the French guy also clearly a parallel with the French woman from Lost. Oh. <laughs> but we could bring that back with Lottie just explaining that Lottie is off her meds and she's seeing these visions. You know, so there there's yeah. the way to bring it back either. I I'm honestly okay with either way they take it because I do I love supernatural shows, but I also love the idea of realizing like nope, real people can really do some messed up stuff. So yeah. I, I think I agree with you. I would, I would like it either way, but, but, but there is a part of me that knows that when you introduce supernatural element, that there's a lot more directions that they could take it. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, because then it does explain things like the plane just spontaneously combusting. <laughs> Which that's somebody's theory is that Laura Lee survived that. And I was like, I don't see how that could be possible. <laughs> that's, that's beyond the pale even for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but um, I suppose we'll leave it there. I mean, there is a season two. So, you know, maybe we'll we'll come back and revisit it at the end of season two. Um, I was, it was great to have you. Um, go yes. ahead and let the listeners know. You know. for sure yeah no thank you so much for having me this was so fun um you can find me on instagram at scream mavericks podcast same thing on tiktok um you can check me out on spotify and itunes scream mavericks podcast i loved going through this you know recap of yellow jackets this was so fun thank you so much michael for having me on this oh thank you for joining us and you can find me of course at mtfiii on twitter you can also find me on my other podcast, the Racial Draft Podcast, uh, at Racial Draft Pod. Um, and of course, you can find me here 
at uh, Pop Break TV. And, you know, hopefully you'll join us next month where we haven't quite figured out what we're going to discuss. It's Ozark. But we <laughs> but, Spoiler. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, until next time, this has been your Pop Break. <laughs>